Season two of the Career Bites podcast is brought to you by Gateway Len. This is Women in the Workplace, and it was developed, produced, and recorded on the land of the Kulin Nation. We acknowledge and pay our respects to the past, present, and future traditional custodians and elders of this nation and the continuation of cultural, spiritual, and educational practices of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples. We especially welcome any listeners of Aboriginal or Torres Strait Islander descent. Welcome to another episode. My name is Daisy and welcome, Assi. Thank you so much for being here. Um, Maybe to begin a little bit, could you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do? Um, My name is Asamina Vanderwood, also known as Assi. I am a mechanical engineer. I currently work at Metro Trains Melbourne in the infrastructure space um, with my role being a production manager. So dealing with renewal items in the electrical networks area. Okay, awesome. Now, for those who don't really know much about what it is to be like a mechanical engineer or a production manager at a place like Metro, um, what kind of does maybe an average day at work look like for you? Or what are some of the typical tasks and like responsibilities that sort of that you do in an average kind of day? Sure. So when I um, I do a lot of projects um, to do with renewing assets in the infrastructure space of Metro Trains. So, you know, with I work in the electrical networks where basically it's powering the trains. So that's basically getting you from where you're going to where you need to get to. Um, so I deal with renewing assets that are at the end of their lives. And um, a typical day for me, if I'm working on a renewal project, I will be usually going out on site, um, you know, supervising the works that are happening, talking to the guys or the people who are out there, um, completing the works for me. I project manage the works from start to finish. So going through the development phase, going through budgeting, um, and then going through the design. So looking at any design issues that are happening or um, working through any potential problems that might come up through um, through the through delivery phase. Um, and then once we get to the delivery phase, usually I'm always out on site um, ensuring that the works are going to plan, going to um, its program. And then once it's done, I look at the um, final budget, seeing where we've, where we've come up against and, you know, ensuring that the job has been done safely, it's done as per design, and that, you know, there's no issues going to the network so that people can get to where they need to go. Yeah, cool. So it's, it sounds like there's quite a few different things that, that you do. So almost each day could, could involve different tasks or, you know, different, I guess, projects that you're working on or everything. Yeah, definitely. I sometimes are doing smaller projects or I'll go into a larger scale project where I'm traveling to the other side of the city um, just to ensure that the works are going ahead and going to plan. Um, sometimes my smaller day-to-day are just uh, going into risk assessments, um, talking through um, any problems or issues that we might come up with any future projects or any future designs and going through um, just day-to-day responding to emails and um, often going on to site visits to um, understand what the potential impacts might be on the projects that I'm doing. And yeah. 
Yeah, cool. That, that's so interesting. It's nice to have like a bit of a window into to what you do, especially if you don't know, you know, a lot about the industry. Yeah. Um, now, taking it kind of back a little bit and to when you were in high school and maybe your final year, did you know that you wanted to pursue a career in engineering and, you know, end up working for a company like Metro? Um, probably, probably not. So I guess when I first started high school, I had a vision in my head of where I wanted to be. And that was completely different to when I finished year, year, when I was going into year 11 and 12. I think I knew I wanted to pursue a career in a STEM field, um, but it wasn't really, I sort of had to narrow it down to what my interests were at the time and figure out, uh, looking at my year 12 subjects, wearing, understanding if whatever subjects I do, how that would impact my, uh, what I wanted what I could get into once I get into university or wherever I was able, wherever I would go. Um, so I realized in year 12 that I was sort of looking into more of the engineering field, but I wasn't too sure if that was where I wanted to go. I was looking more into aerospace. Um, and I guess it's really good because I really wanted to go into aerospace right at the final time of year 12 when we were doing the exams. But unfortunately, I didn't get the score that I needed to to get into aerospace. So then my fallback was mechanical. And I'm actually quite glad that I did mechanical, especially, you know, we've seen how all the issues that we're doing with COVID that, you know, mechanical is such a unique and very adverse type of engineering where you can fall into different areas. Um, and even when I finished university, I had no idea where I wanted to go into. I was thinking I would be going into sort of more research background. But when I was given the opportunity to apply for the graduate program in Metro Trains, I had no idea anything about trains when I first started. Um, but it's really opened my eyes to the rail industry and how diverse it is. And being a mechanical engineer, I've been able to kind of slot into different areas of Metro to be and utilizing my skill sets that I've learned from um, learned from university and learning through my career um, and putting into different areas that might only be specified to one specific engineering, such as electrical. So I've been able to kind of um, learn new skills whilst being a mechanical engineer, learning electrical engineering while job. Um, so it's been, yeah, it's, it's sort of what I wanted to do beforehand when I when I finished high school has sort of given me the opportunity to um, expand my expand my skill sets. You know, not being able to get what I wanted has you know worked out for the end. Worked out yeah. in the end. Definitely. And being like open to the possibility of, I guess, pivoting a little bit. And maybe if you don't get what you want in year 12 straight away, it might not necessarily be a bad thing as well. Yeah, definitely. It's, I think if you have, it's, you need to sort of look at, you know, I always thought that when I got into mechanical engineering that I do it um, for a couple of years and then do the, move my courses into aerospace. So there's always that opportunity, you know, if you don't get into your first preference, whether it's engineering, whether it's another different um, sort of a field of work that you want to get into. There's always pathways to get into something else. But I think I kept with mechanical because of how, how diverse it is. You know, 
I was working in with aerospace engineers, automotive engineers, mechatronics engineers, you know, those four, the four teams or four different types of engineers, you know, we'd be talking through different problems with each other, being different cl- same classes with each other. So we've been, you know, it just sh- kind of shows how sort of um, diverse the mechanical engineering can be and, you know, being able to talk to all these different areas or be involved with all those different types of engineering as well. Yeah. Definitely. And you kind of, um, you sort of already touched on this already, but I was going to ask you to kind of take us through what your career journey sort of looked like. And you went to uni and then you said you went into a graduate program with Metro. Can you tell me a little bit more about that? Did you have, since you sort of, how did you get into the graduate program and have you kind of worked your way up through the company that way? Yeah. So I finished, I was about to finish my last year of university. Um, it was a four-year degree at RMIT and um, I'd already done two different internships beforehand. So I did a three-month internship at Toyota. So I got to see the automotive industry, even though it was starting to die off um, because a lot of the um, manufacturers were being taken overseas. So I kind of saw a bit about automotive and you know, looking at the project planning and the process planning that comes with it. And I also did an uh, internship with a company called WSP, which um, mostly was consulting for bigger builds or um, actually has done a lot of rail as well. But I, have, I wasn't involved in that when I was doing my internship. Um, so I was able to utilize those two experiences and then apply for the graduate program at Metro. Now, I, I am not like most of the... Um, most students when they finish uh, university is that I only applied for one graduate program after. And I kind of was thinking that this was, see how it goes, put all my eggs in one basket. I do not recommend that because (laughs) I'm completely pear-shaped, but um, it definitely worked out in the end, you know, going through the interview processes at Metro and getting into the graduate program was, um, it was it was, all, it was two months of waiting and just hoping that it will go through, but it did. Um, I graduated and then went straight into the graduate program. Um, and with Metro's graduate program, I, it was a really, it's a really good program because you're able to go through different areas of Metro that not many people might see. So, you know, you're going through operations, understanding how time, um, trains are timetabled and you know what goes into ensuring that tra- ensuring that trains, um, you know, run run to schedule. Um, then going in through to infrastructure, so understanding you know how power goes into the train, and you know the train the tracks that the trains are on, like what sort of maintenance need to be coming for that. Um, going through rolling stock, so that is rolling stock is the name of the actual train itself. Um, you know what maintain what maintenance needs to be done for it what sort of renewals or what sort of improvements can you do for rolling stock to ensure that it improves passenger um, passenger travels. Um, when it through and through to safety, so, you know, looking at any safety aspects for um, Metro that they need to consider, um, as well as looking through engineering as well. So going into the engineering team and, you know, showing, giving, showing the, pro- um, the sorry, the problems that they might face and, um, how they tackle um, all the different um, issues that might come up. So going through risk assessments and, you know, going 
through different meetings with different stakeholders and how they come to a solution. Um, so doing that for about, I did that for two and a half years and I was able to go through all these different areas and meet different people and be able to get those um, connections with people. And once I realized where I wanted to go from the graduate program, you know, you're given the opportunity to apply for jobs within Metro. So I was able to um, apply for the infrastructure team because I really wanted to get to uh, learn more about electric networks and learn more about um, how trains are running through the system and through the network. Yeah, um, and that's yeah. great that you kind of got that like on the ground experience, like not only through the internships, like obviously it's great to do internships and kind of take those experiences, but also it's great that they kind of didn't expect you to come into that program knowing everything. It was really about being able to try everything out. Definitely. And I think they definitely gave the opportunities for us to learn new skill sets while being in the program. So, um, you know, going through to different courses and um, allowing us to have the opportunity to apply for scholarships to go into um, sort of our, uh, God, what's it called? It's like conferences. So rail conferences that we've got. So we've got one currently happening at the moment in Sydney. So, you know, we were given the opportunity to go to that and, you know, meet different people from all of Australia as well as external as well. So it's been, it was a really great opportunity. Yeah. Oh, definitely. It sounds like amazing. And great that it worked out too. Now, kind of maybe I was sort of thinking if there were any like stereotypes about your career or sort of just the engineering industry in general that you would want to sort of myth bust a little bit, what, what would they be if there are any? I think it's not really um, myths, but more definitely the stereotypes. So I think that previously that engineering was a one-sex sort of industry um, and definitely it has changed a lot since, you know, when I, I mean, when I started university in engineering, I was maybe one of four or five females in the class and it's, I can I, I can only assume that it's definitely improved given that, you know, going through other previous graduates that or future graduates that have come through after I've finished the program, there's been a lot of more women who are wanting to um, get into the engineering field and in, engineering industry. And um, it's been really great to see. So I think it's definitely um, sort of pushing those boundaries of, you know, not what engineering used to be and what it seemed like back then um and I idea of like who was an engineer even you know exactly the person, you know engineers can come in all forms so it's definitely great to see that you know people are starting to understand especially going in to maybe a room and announcing that you're an engineer you know you're sort of slowly not seeing the same shocked faces yeah. So people are sort of getting to that. They get. They definitely understand that. You know, there are a lot more women going into this field, and definitely going into onto side fields as well. You know, you're getting a lot of more site engineers and project engineers who, you know, are constantly on the field. They're wearing the um. They're wearing the hard hat. They're wearing the boots. Wearing yeah. the hats. You know, and they're the ones sort of taking the problems or you know, talking through to the team of any issues that might come up. Um, so I think that's the biggest one that I can see 
and it's definitely improved a lot. And it's, I think it's always just going to continuously improve the more, the further we go. And I do hope that, you know, they don't see that because there's so many males or, you know, there's so many people in that, in the university classroom that might not look like them, that they don't get discouraged from it, you know, because it's always going to, it's going to continuously improve the more we go and get out there. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's such a good point. And then like kind of flowing on from that and almost like a bit of a dual question, um, you know, one of like the themes of International Women's Day is like break the bias. And I was going to ask if there were any made like biases that you in particular kind of had to break through in your career. And I was also going to ask, you know, what are some of the favorite parts of the industry that you, you know, have experienced, even if it's partly like, you know, being someone that others can look to and you're, you're helping shadow like the mold for what a typical engineer might have looked like, like, you know, in the past. So that's kind of like a, a tricky two-sided question. Um, but yeah, I just wanted to kind of get, get your, your take on it. Yeah. Um, I think that I've had to kind of break through that, um, you know, because I, because I'm a female and I am often small in nature as well. I'm quite tiny. I, you know, I'm having all these uh, sort of taller and um, older uh, gentlemen that are around in my field that, you know, I have to, especially when I'm managing a project, I often need to ensure that they know that I'm here as, you know, the site supervisor or the site engineer or the project manager that, you know, talking through to them um, that things need to be done and sort of like I'm the one sort of guiding them through this program. Yeah. Sometimes it is a bit hard, but I have learned through my throughout my life is, you know, you're always getting respect from people. And because I don't know everything and I often I tell the team that I don't know everything. And that's why I need to fall back on the people who have been here long enough or who are the special matter experts in this field or the technicians. I need to know, I need to know from them basically or and ask them the questions. You know, if I treat them with the respect and if I treat other people with respect and ensure that I'm asking them the questions and not just assuming, that has definitely helped sort of break that bias and break that mold between me, who is a young sort of female, small in nature, to someone who's been around for 40 years and, you know, kind of knows the ropes and is also a male and, you know, a lot taller than me as well. <laughs> so <laughs> definitely. Definitely that. And I think that, you know, the more people see that, and I think it's definitely, I, I get a lot as well being, I guess, I guess a role model. I, I feel weird saying that, but, um, you know, I do hope that I help um, the, few, the female graduates going in, sort of getting them to, un, getting them to know who to talk to. Really, it's just, I want to make sure that they are not caught in a, in a position where they feel like they're going to have to know the answers because you're never going to know the answers. You, everyone, there might be, there's always going to be someone who knows more than you and you just need to take from that and, you know, uh, soak it up with a sponge sort of thing Um, because that's how you learn and that's how you grow and that's how you become a better, not just an engineer, but a better leader and a better person or a special matter expert really. Yeah, definitely. I think that, and that's a very, a very good thing to learn. I think in almost any industry, it's something that anyone could really take with them. Um, yeah. 
Now, I was going to ask you, and we we almost kind of discussed it a little bit before with kind of how you didn't necessarily get your top preference, you know, coming out of high school, but is there anything that you wish you'd known when you were at school that would have been helpful with career planning or helpful, you know, picturing like your future job or something? I think definitely going through, going to the universities and even just going to um just seeing what's out there in in terms of jobs, I don't think that in high school, I guess it's mostly to show you where your career, like sort of the topics and the um the courses that they want you to get into. But I think that I would have liked to know where this job will take me in the future. I never got that opportunity. I never knew about um, never knew Metro as a job, really. And understanding the backgrounds of it and how that can incorporate through to engineering. You know, uh, I guess when I went into engineering, I just assumed either uh, at the time, I just assumed planes and I assumed cars, really. So yeah. that, I think I wish I learned that there about all the different industries that are applied to that course or things that you can get into while doing that course, at least specifically for engineering. And I guess, you know, um, getting from different people's perspectives once they, once they're in engineering or once they're in their university course, you know, being able to, in high school, being able to talk to people who are currently doing the course and get them to have a bit of an understanding of, you know, how is it going? What sort of, how is it difficult? What are your challenges? Um, what are you liking most about it sort of thing? I wish there was more what high school had taught, like wish that was more in high school at that time, but they never really got that opportunity. I think yeah. that would help. Yeah, no, definitely. I think that's a great answer. Thank you. Um, and my last question, kind of to wrap it up, I guess, a little bit and taking it back to International Women's Day, do you have any advice for young women specifically that are considering a career in maybe like a STEM field or in engineering specifically? Don't be afraid to get your, to go into it. Even if you think you're not going to be able to do it, at least give it a go and try because you will surprise yourself. I didn't think that I would be, I would succeed in this field, honestly, from when I first started in, in the university. But definitely I've surprised myself time and time again. And I think that many women um, will find that as well. I think that we're very harsh on our judgment, um, just being, and it might not be every woman who's harsh, but I think a lot of us are harsh on ourselves. And I think the more we um, take the opportunity to break those boundaries and, you know, push through and, you know, sort of um, learn from any mistakes or soak up information as much as we can, you know, we, we will surprise ourselves and we'll succeed into wherever we want to go. You know, it might not be engineering. It might be going through being a doctor or going through um, studying research or going through nursing, you know, all those sort of STEM fields, um, you know, that I think it's definitely the biggest thing is just being able to push through any sort of uh, hurdles that might come your way. Yeah, definitely. And being resilient, I guess, in the face of that. Yeah, I think that's such a nice note to end on as well too. It's really good advice that I think, like you said, anyone in any industry could, could take. 
um, of use to carry them forward a little bit. But thank you so much. It's been great, so great chatting to you and getting like a little bit of an insight into that world because, you know, for some people it's, you know, they don't really know a lot about it or how to get there. So it's really nice hearing your experiences and, you know, your take on that. So it's been great chatting to you as well. Thank you so much. That's okay. Thank you. Thanks for having me.